Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Mm. Hello, Dori. Hello, Kate. Sometimes I wonder, anytime I pack a carry-on bag, I have to sit and think to myself, am I bringing serums? Oh, interesting. Like, because I'm because they take up room and like, I personally find little tiny carrying things for ointments and whatnot kind of annoying. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I don't know. It's just a thought I had. Although, you know what I bought that is actually very good for traveling? Tell me. I bought this Rock, R-O-C, mm-hmm. retinol. And it comes, it's called the Retinol Correction Line Smoothing Night Serum Capsules. So what I've done is like, I'll just throw a couple of these capsules into my little toiletry kit. Okay. And that is how I bring my retinol with me when I travel. Interesting, Kate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a good solution or a bad solution, but that's what I've done. I, I find that I end up traveling with like one serum. Which is the one? Like, what do you pick? When I went away recently, I brought the Colleen Rothschild vitamin C serum that I've been using because I was really heavily influenced by Dr. Whitney Bowe. When she was like, you need that vitamin C serum as like a barrier, protective barrier. Yeah, I know. I had the same thought. I never heard anyone explain it that way. I know. It made sense. But it made sense. And so I started using more vitamin C and I haven't been breaking out. Like that was my whole thing with vitamin C before is that it made me break out. I had nothing against vitamin C per se. It was just that whatever I had used and I don't remember what I had been using at the time made me like really made me break out. So here we are, it's years later and I'm not breaking out and I'm using vitamin C. Now, just a quick question, because I don't think I know, how did Colleen Rothschild come into your life? She sent me products. Well, la de fucking da. Look at you. I know. Look, what can I say? Sent you products. Well, Colleen, I'm here. And you know what? I'm here, Colleen. I, I like them. Good. That's cool. That's exciting. Okay. I've never tried any of their products. In fact, I don't know who Colleen Rothschild is, but I like her name. It has heft. It does. Um, You know, I think it's just like a small uh, skincare line. 
Very cool. Okay. I'm excited. So, I'm, I'm, I'm into you being into their vitamin C. I'm into their vitamin C. What can I say? That's all. That's all I want people to know. Um, and I have some news. I have some prod news, which is that I cleaned up the area in my bathroom where I keep all my prods. Kate has seen the before and after. I posted the before and after on Instagram. Wow, is all I can say. It was it was a transformation. I mean, it was the kind of thing where it's like you know, you, like the frogs don't realize that they're boiling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been using that metaphor? Metaphor? It's it's so metaphor? good because I've been using that one a lot. Because like I knew that things were bad. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the clutter in my bathroom and like just the amount of things I had, but like I hadn't really, I just had sort of like thrown up my hands and was like, well, this is the way it is. Like the thought of actually dealing with it was like too overwhelming. And then last week when I had COVID, but felt fine, like I was sick for, I think two days and then I was fine but I like didn't want to leave my house because I had COVID so (laughs) which is the right move if you can so I was like oh well now is the time to clean up my bathroom so I did you went to town I really went to town and you know what I had to do because I realized what my downfall has been in the past my downfall has been in the past that I have held on to things things that were years old Mm -hmm. and now i'm more aware of like the fact that makeup and skincare expires so that's like number one and number two i'm like okay if i haven't worn this lipstick in seven years (laughs) you had seven year old lipstick yes like why why am i holding on to this just because know, it was rid nice, of stuff is quote hard. unquote, like just because I spent you know twenty dollars on it at Sephora seven years ago doesn't mean that I need to own it now in twenty twenty three if I never wear it. So no, you're I was, right. You're one hundred percent right. I was ruthless. I was ruthless. <laughs> you were tossing and trashing. I was tossing and trashing. Now look, was I grossed out? Yes. Really? I was like. A little bit. Like, I was just like, Hmm. wow, I've accumulated so much stuff that I don't need. And like, yes, we do get sent a lot of stuff, but a lot of this stuff was stuff I had bought. And I was like, ooh. I don't know if you're, if if this is, I don't want to like try to claim your experience, but I find there's a gross out, and maybe you're speaking to this, like the physical gross out of like all this stuff. Yeah. But then there's like the financial, like yes. emotional gross out yes, of just like exactly. what the fuck. And also have like I done? how did I let it get this bad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um and also like as I'm cleaning up, I'm finding stuff that I thought I had lost, like oh, tweezers. The worst. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And you're like, like oh, this like, thing I've been looking for for three years yeah, is here all along. Literally. Like 
uh, you know, I but I couldn't find it because it was buried under like mounds of detritus. So now everything is organized. You feel lighter. Like you I feel, feel <clears throat> so much lighter. I feel calmer when I look at it. I'm like, oh, I I'm like enjoying going over to my that little area and like putting on my skincare and mm. i've been using my jade roller that was another thing that i unearthed <laughs> i hadn't seen that well, thing in hello. years <laughs> so yeah so it's been and and you know the like organizing 101 is that you put like with like and so i now, know this but it's a hard one but now everything is together mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All of my my eye creams are together. My nail polish is together. My body creams are together. Like my body lotion, my lipsticks are all together. Like before everything was just like scattered. I could never find anything. It was like oh, such a nightmare. Anyway, so that felt really good. I'm happy for you. Thank you so much, Kate. Because it's a it's an emotional decluttering in addition totally. to just the physical space. It's yes. it represents more than just like, you know, moving things around and tidying up. It's it's a big yes. it's a big lift. Yes, a thousand percent. So that felt that felt good. That felt really good. Still still thinking about your seven year old lipstick. I've been there. I have that stuff. I mean, I have like a Clinique black honey that I don't know how old it could be. It's st- I still use it. It's still going strong. I, I should probably toss it, but I don't know, I mean, Dory. It would be one thing if it was seven-year-old stuff that I used. Uh-huh. But when you it's seven-year-old I mean? stuff you don't use. Right. Like, why am I holding on to this? What is wrong with me? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you, but there's a there's a there there, right? Like, there's a reason we're holding on to this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the unpacking of that can be prickly. Totally. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that that has been really good. And it, and it's sort of like inspired me to start dealing with some of the other areas of clutter around our house. Like I started, clear, I started clearing off my desk. Mm. I took Henry to the beach yesterday and I had like a minor freak out about our living room. Okay. Because it's just like, there was just piles of shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. Stacks. And Matt was like, while you take Henry to the beach, I'm going to clean the living room. Excuse me. That's amazing. And Kate, I have to admit, I was skeptical. Sure. Like I was like, there's a world where I come home and he's just lying on the couch watching YouTube and it's mm-hmm. like I like I got tired. Like I was fully prepared for that. But instead, I came home and like there was it it was a noticeable change. Like there wow. he had cleaned a lot. A lot. Like Dory. we still have a little ways to go, but like he really he really made a dent. A large dent. It looks well, look at him. noticeably better. Wow. I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. I'm excited. This is yeah. this is this is nice. Yeah. 
So well done, Matt. Well done. Kudos to him. You give him <sighs> yep. kudos. Yep. Yep. Kudos where kudos are due. Yeah. You get a kudos if you deserve one and he's going to get one. <laughs> <sighs> well, it, can I just say it's interesting to hear you talk about like the decluttering because I have been like really digging into how I'm going to declutter my brain mm. and I do feel like it's kind of similar and mm. like the the thing I've like landed on is how much discomfort comes from doing that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, uh, I think I always like fantasize about how like great it is to like take a detox or like take it like take a digital detox or do this thing or do that thing. And in reality, it's actually miserable. Like, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. It feels horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think the fantasy of what it's like to kind of like declutter in this way versus the reality is kind of hitting me, and I'm trying to really stick with what that is going to look like for me because I have really felt so mentally cluttered in the Mm. last couple of years that I feel like I can't think straight. And I think a lot of this has to do with like understanding my brain and neurodivergency and getting medicated and all things you've heard me say before. But now I'm like, what does it look like to uh, like declutter my brain? Because my brain is so used to being filled with things. Like I can't brush my teeth if I'm not like listening to a podcast or watching a TV show on my phone. It's like very hard for me to go do anything in pure silence without some other distraction. This is my husband and it drives me crazy. (laughs) Oh, it is? Is it? He has to have something on all the time. Me too. Always. Always. And sometimes he has multiple things on and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm going insane. You mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. turn this off. And like, I usually don't even want one thing on. And it's like, yeah. It's interesting because I find noise really overwhelming. Like I get very sensory overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but I also, my brain also always needs to be like trained on something. If, if I think if I can articulate it that way, like it always needs something going into it. And when I take that away, I feel better. And it's easier for me to kind of like wind down. But Interesting. but the but that there is a discomfort there that I'm kind of like, oh, I guess I have to be uncomfortable to get to the next side. And I don't like being uncomfortable. That's all this is to say I'm taking a month off from Instagram. I'm taking a month just off. Okay. Okay. To see, and I'm gonna just work through the discomfort, see what it feels like. Great, I can't wait to hear how this goes. I'll let you know in a month. Uh, but first, let's take a break. Hear from okay. some spawns. Let's do that, and let's just remind everyone that on our website, Forever35Podcast.com, you can find links to everything we mentioned on the show. We are on Instagram at Forever35Podcast. We also are now on Patreon at patreon.com slash Forever35. We are doing recaps of season one of the OC, which has been super fun. We are doing product recall over there. We're doing special mini episodes over there that are basically Q&A episodes just from our patrons. We're in the Discord it's really a party. So if you want to join, it's $5 a month. At $10 a month, you also get ad-free versions of these episodes. So if that's something that interests you, join at the $10 level. You also get your name read on the podcast each month as a thank you. 
what more can I say? Just You've join us over there. I've said it all. Um, we also have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can still call or text us at 781-591-0390. Our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. A couple times a month, we will be still answering listener questions on these episodes, which we will be doing today after the break. So send us those questions. All right. We will be right back. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office i'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also, then you're not taking up your email storage. So, win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code FOREVER35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day-to-day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, 
try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there. Especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market 
and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. All right, Dory. Let's use this time to hear from some folks. Okay. A message we received recently that's, you know what, I'm really, this is just like a toot my own horn kind of message, but a listener wrote to us and said, hi, Kate. I thought you'd appreciate this. So far this week, two medical professionals, a surgeon and a dermatologist, have recommended Vaseline to me. The dermatologist specifically said, we love Vaseline. (laughs) Now, what if it was me in disguise as a dermatologist? Wow, that that would be, I mean, that would be next level. Things would take a dark, that would have take a dark turn if I was dressing up <laughs> as, and um, impersonating medical professionals just oh to talk gosh. about Vaseline. That would be very weird. That would be extremely but weird. I haven't reached, I haven't gone that far yet, but I love this. I do love Vaseline. I brought, I've been traveling and I brought a, um, my Vaseline stick with me. Ooh. I, I thought that would be, you know what, that's a really good travel tool because Look, I'm constantly trying to like outsmart the TSA rules. And so Mm. I don't know if Vaseline in a tube counts as a like the smushy kind counts as a liquid, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a Vaseline stick is definitely not a liquid. So that just freed up some room in my toiletry kit because I'm also obsessed about carrying stuff on. So there you go. Vaseline all over body balm stick. It's uh, it's a gal's best friend. Wow. Yeah. I just rub it on everything. I love that. All right. A message for you, Dory. You want to read this one? It's so sweet. I would. Hi, Kat and Dory. I just had a record-scratching, jaw-dropping, pause-the-pod moment when Dory said that Henry is calling tied tic-tac-toe games cat games. I used to play tic-tac-toe with my great-grandmother before she died, and whenever the game was tied, she would say the cat got it. We would record the cat scores just like we would record our own. I've never met anyone else who says this and always thought it must be just one of those weird family-specific things. Thank you for sharing because now I now I know this phrase is more commonly used and you brought a smile to my face reminding me of nice memories with my great-grandmother. So, yes, we heard from many listeners about this. Tied games in tic-tac-toe are called a cat's game. I had no idea. I did not know this. Um, I <laughs> There's a website called Cat Expedition, which is a blog for cat lovers and enthusiasts. And they had a post about this, which we will link to in the show notes. But um, this blogger writes that there's no definitive answer as to why it's called a cat's game. The two best huh. answers are... One, a cat that plays with its tail will never be able to win, yet it enjoys the activity all the same. Two, a tie in tic-tac-toe is also called a scratch, which is short for cat's scratch. This comes from the idea of a game that is played perfectly, will have no winner. It's like playing with a cat. When both players are at a stalemate, the cat usually signals it's finished with a quick scratch. So, yes, it is an actual thing um, we later found out that his babysitter had taught him. <laughs> okay. He didn't just like make up cat's game, but I was like, what? Where does this come from? Yeah. Um, but yes, apparently, I don't know if it's like a regional thing 
or what, but um, yeah, this is, this is a real thing and yeah. Tic-tac-toe. Who knew? I find tic-tac-toe very aggravating. Like, is there, there's just like one way to win every time basically, right? Or is it a true game? Well, if you're Henry, right, (laughs) you like, you have to win or he gets very upset. And since he is four, Mm -hmm. that is okay. (laughs) But let's say you're um, me. Mm -hmm. Then what? Then what is the answer? it's, It's not, it's not, I mean, to me, it's not the best. Okay. Just confirming, just making sure like it's not just me. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Phew. <sighs> All right. Well, transitioning to stuff that's a bit more serious. Okay. This listener wrote to us, Hi, Dorian Kate. I'm writing in with a dilemma. Any advice is appreciated as I feel like I've exhausted all my options. I've been with my boyfriend for a year. We're having a great time. He's amazing and I love him. But there's a big red flag. He is messy. I first clocked this a few weeks into our relationship when things were still very casual. I'd been to his house or his place a few times and I began to notice things I assumed had been left out to tidy away later were still there in the exact same place. But weeks later, I'm talking about dirty clothes on the floor, empty crisp packets on the side table, dirty glasses and dishes in the lounge. At the time, I wasn't spending much time at his place, so I didn't think much of it. Fast forward to six months into the relationship. We had started to get serious. We're seeing each other more. I just introduced him to my daughter. I told him how I felt anxious when I slept at his place because of the mess and dirtiness. I realized he had never cleaned his bathroom the entire time I'd known him. He explained it was a problem he knew about. He often left things to get out of control and that the problem was too big to fix. I suggested hiring a cleaner. He did, and the problem got better, sort of. Things like dirty clothes got better for a day and then piled up again. Fast forward again to one year into the relationship. The cleaner comes every other week for two hours, but by the time she's due again, the house is a bit of a wreck as he doesn't tidy or spot clean, but she really only sticks to the kitchen and bathroom. Vacuuming doesn't help at all, and he has a dog. There's dog hair everywhere. Vacuuming doesn't happen at all. Oh, excuse me. Doesn't happen at all, and he has a dog. There's dog hair everywhere. It gives me anxiety to think about going around there, which makes me sad because I want to see him. There's a huge pile of dirty clothes on the floor of his room, and my imagination spirals out of control when I think about what could be living in there. He comes to mine a lot, but because of work, it makes sense for me to stay at his too. I've tried talking to him again, explaining my anxiety and the mess and dirtiness of the house. And he got really defensive about it. I've tried accepting it and loving him for it, but it's a year in and I realize he's never going to be the type of person who chooses to clean over doing literally anything else. And I shouldn't be the one to try to change that. Am I the problem? Is not cleaning your bathroom for six months okay? Personally, I clean once a week or every other week and I spot clean as I go. For example, is the toilet looking gross? Chuck some bleach down it. Or has my daughter got crumbs everywhere? Wipe them up. Anyway, I guess my question is, is this a deal breaker? help. Interesting how we were talking about clutter and mess Mm -hmm. at the top of this episode. I mean, my initial response as a, as we say, we are not experts, we are not medical professionals, consult people who are. So just putting that out there is that oftentimes mess can be related to mental health Mm -hmm. and depression and other underlying issues and don't have much to do about a person, whether or not they feel like cleaning, but 
there's something larger and deeper and honestly more challenging going on. And that is that is if is a person who's just reading this brief synopsis here, that is where I that is what I see. The question is, if that is the case, then then what? I don't know. Dory, was that your initial reaction? Yeah, it was. And something that pinged for me as like a red flag within the red flag is that when this listener tried talking to him again, and I'm quoting from the email, explaining my anxiety about the mess and dirtiness of the house, he got really defensive about it. Hmm. I feel like there's clutter and then there's like being really dirty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like one, like I'm not saying it's like great to be cluttered. I obviously struggle with this a lot, but like I know that it's an issue and I'm like actively trying to work on it. Mm. And also our house is not dirty. Like we clean the kitchen, we clean the bathrooms, we wash the sheets, we wash the towels. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff, but like the hygiene and the cleanliness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is still happening. And I do feel like that is a distinction. Maybe I'm just splitting hairs and trying to make myself feel better about the state of my house. No, but like, no, this person seems like they cannot perform like the basic functions of like personal hygiene when it comes to their house. And I agree with Kate that this sounds like it is a deeper issue. And I don't think I can be the one to tell you like, this is a deal breaker or you should break up with this person. I think, I think a a helpful framework to think about this is, is this something I could live with for the rest of my life? Because I don't know that it's going to necessarily change. And I think you either have to become okay with it or, you know, if you end up living together, know that you're going to take it on, which like you might be okay with. I don't know. Um, but I think that's, that's how you have to think about it. If, if nothing ever changed in terms of, how he deals with his cleanliness, would you be okay with that? Yeah. I mean, this seems like something that I would broach again with your partner as like, maybe can we talk about this in like couples therapy? Like, can we get Mm -hmm. a, I think we need a professional to help us navigate this. And I think there can be so much like shame and morality assigned to cleanliness. And it's just, it, it is layered with many other things and your partner might not even know why he can't clean. Um, but I think there's like, there's work there to be done with your, in your relationship if you are called to do it that I think could help, but it might be, it might like, that sounds like they might be resistant. Like this is, I just think it's, I think it's probably way deeper than just like, uh, he's messy and I'm not because it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like it's just like like we're all messy. Look, like there was a time I found I can't remember if it was dog poop or dog vomit in our little like play area on like oh it, it was, was poop. Been there. I remember that you remember this. Did I talk about this on the podcast or was this a private conversation? I don't remember, I don't know. but I, I, I remember like, you saying that. 
Yeah, it had been there for like days and our house was so messy that I had not, I was like cleaning up and I was like, oh my God, my dog pooped in the house and no, we didn't notice and people have just been in and out of this space. You know, like, look, no one, <laughs> Dor- we are neither you or I are, are like passing any sort of judgment. Um, but I think there's, there's more there there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be up to you. I think your concerns are valid and it, you're not an asshole, um, especially when it involves like health and hygiene and you have it in your child who you are looking out for. Yeah. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. I'm, Keep this us is posted. really tough. And this is the kind of thing yeah. like maybe folks have advice here because I'm not quite sure what to do and I want the best for you, dearest yeah. listener. All right, Dora, you want to read this last one? Sure. Hi, Kat and Dora. I've been listening to your episodes from the beginning, so I'm not completely caught up yet, but your voices keep me company throughout through my workday. Recently, one of my coworkers was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer that has spread to his liver and lungs. He's a staple of the organization who's been here for decades, and everyone who knows him is reeling from this news. I'd like to reach out to him to offer my support, but I'm not sure if disclosing my own status as a cancer survivor would be comforting information to him or unnecessarily center myself in the narrative. When I was 18, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer the summer before I went away to college. I'm 26 now. The type of cancer I had was extremely treatable and went into remission after two years of treatment. While I know how it feels to hear the words, you have cancer, said to you, my situation was so much less severe than his that it almost feels unfair to compare the two. What do you think? Should I let him know that I understand even a small part of what he's going through or should I leave myself out of it? Well, it's interesting the specific kind of cancer that's mentioned. I don't know if this listener knows this, but my mom died of, my mom had stage four pancreatic cancer and that's what she died of. Um, And Dory can speak to her own experience with a loved one having pancreatic cancer, because I know that's been a big part of your year, Dory. Um, I think listener, I think your instinct is right on a hundred percent. And I think you should totally reach out. You sound so caring and empathetic. And I think that your experience which I do not want to discount in any way. Um, I know you say it was a treatable and you went into remission and all these things, but like it's still, that is still such a harrowing, scary, challenging, physically, emotionally grueling experience to have thyroid cancer when you are 18. Um, I think it makes you so equipped to be an amazing supporter to this person. But I, I can only imagine, I, I can only think of this as the perspective of, me, a person whose mom had that diagnosis, if someone had said that, even in a the lovely way that you've kind of suggested, I think I would be like, what? That's too different. It's so different. Um, And for all the reasons that you've listed. So I think you sh- I hope you do reach out because I think you sound like an incredible um, person who can offer really like kind words without necessarily bringing in your own specific experience because it might, whether it's intended or not, might be kind of, you know, triggering or upsetting to somebody who ultimately has a diagnosis that um, statistically is bad. I don't know how, I don't, there's no nice ways to say it. Stage four pancreatic cancer is, um, that's, that doesn't normally end any other way than people passing. So um, that's my thought. Dory? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything um, you're saying. Um, my sister-in-law has pancreatic cancer, and it's it's very public. She has talked about it. She, um, we've talked about it, um, and yeah, I mean, I 
I, I have found it helpful just as like someone who is close to her, but also sort of like removed. Like I, you know, I live across the country. It's not my, like, it's my brother's wife. So she's still part of the family, but it's, it's, it's like a little, I'm not like her direct caregiver, but I have found it helpful to talk to people who, um, like we're supporting loved ones with cancer just to kind of like Kate Spencer, um, (laughs) just (laughs) to like get a sense of what is helpful and just like how to support my brother and you know, Mm. all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, which I realize this is not really directly answering your question, but I I do like, I do kind of, I, I agree with Kate, like, just in the sense of like pancreatic cancer in particular is such a grim diagnosis that that's a good way of putting it. It's I personally don't think it would be that helpful for someone to be like, I had this other much more treatable form of cancer. I don't know. Well, I, it's funny too, because, or it's not funny, but it's interesting because cancer is such an enormous umbrella. It's like comparing, you know, like mountains, like like the world is covered in mountains, but they're all very different. Like the mountains I hike in Los Angeles are very different from the Alps from like, the, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, because even though they all have the same kind of umbrella name and, and obviously the like cells are doing the same thing yeah they're so it's so varied and so vast and and even like in you know with pancreatic cancer we now know and dory knows has really taught me about this of like when someone has the BRCA gene versus doesn't have the BRCA Mm -hmm. gene treatment is i mean there's just so many nuances when it comes to cancer within the specific cancers so yeah um and i i think like we often that we forget that in the conversation um I'm now I'm now in like a cancer rambling stage here. Listener, um, you sound great. I think that whatever you say to this person, you it sounds like you'll do it with a lot of thought. Yeah. Um and I I guess I should also mention that my my sister-in-law is, you know, she was diagnosed a little over a year ago and she is still with us and chemo worked for her so i don't know we'll like we're hoping for the best which is all you can do and as Um, my as i've told you dory as my aunt who's a nurse always says like when you have these cancers with like low per survival percentage there's a reason there's a percentage because some people yeah you know and um allison is i mean excuse me i'm not going to say anything else but okay i'm so (laughs) overjoyed that your sister-in-law is doing so well. It like yeah. makes me, it's like, keeps me going. We, we all are. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's take another break. We're going to come back with some intentions. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Uh, we're back. Hello. We did want to just mention that Dory and I, well, Dory invited me to a text chain of folks who are either caregivers or caregivers of caregivers or have been caregivers to people with pancreatic cancer. And it has been a really helpful healing conversation. Get yourself a text chain. Yeah. Even if it's just like a few people from work, like to to talk about like how you can show up for this coworker and their family. Yeah. And that's the other thing. That's a big loss for you. Like that's a lot. And like, take care of yourself too. Because I don't know. I now have a lot of thoughts for this listener, but I just want to take care of yourself. This is tough. Yeah. Okay. Let's, okay. let's intense story. I feel like I could talk about this forever. Okay. Let's do okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So last week, my intention was just, I have COVID <laughs> lol. <laughs> Oh man, that was rough. I'm sorry that you had to do. I know, I know you didn't feel like you got super sick, but it's still just rough and scary. It was just, it was just disruptive. I think it was also disruptive for Henry because he was completely asymptomatic, but still testing positive. And I think Wild. that like mind fuck for him was like, like he was just like, when am I not going to have COVID anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, so he finally tested negative yesterday um, and then tested negative again today. So he's back in his routine and I think, you know, very, very happy. Um, but yes, we all had COVID lol. Um, this week, my intention is to keep up the decluttering momentum, even though I'm sort of like back, you know, I'm, I don't have COVID anymore. I'm back on my like regular routine. I would like to keep it going. All right. Keep riding that train. You heard it here first. I just I can't threw out to a, see what just you decluttered next. <laughs> you just decluttered like a, just that decluttered. was a live declutter. Yeah. You know, so we have this we have this mutual friend, Grace. Hi, Grace, um, who is like super organized oh, and yes. she has she has two small children and like her house. There's is, no clutter. There's no clutter. No. Nothing. And she always gets a lot of joy out of like whenever I declutter anything or like talk about decluttering. And she texted me the other day to say that she'd been listening to an episode of Whitney Port's podcast and that either Whitney or the guest has a decluttering method called Ohio, <laughs> which Ooh. is only handle it once, which I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And what that means is that you never put anything in a temporary location. 
Oh, no. That's all I do. So, you know, if something comes into your home, you don't just like stick it on the table or whatever. And you're like, I'll deal with this later. Or I'm just going to put this here for now because like for now turns into like six months. It's like everything goes to where it belongs like right away. And I was like, "Mm, I do not do that. No, I have like the Massachusetts method, which is what is that? I leave it and then I go home and visit my family in Massachusetts once a year, and then a year later it's still there. Oh I don't God. know. That's my made up method. That's but, hilarious. Okay. All right. So I don't the know. I've, just been, I've been thinking about that and because like as we as you and I have discussed, mm-hmm. it's not so much it's like yes, doing the initial decluttering is obviously a huge part of it, but I would argue that the bigger part of it is the maintenance. Oh so totally. And you get a high from the declutter. Yes. It's the everyday upkeep that is the fucking that's where the work is. Totally. Ugh. Well, for me, Dory, hey, what about you? my intention last week was to shut off my phone. I haven't really succeeded at this because I'm scared, but I'm going to still try. But I am taking like baby steps. I think okay. exiting Instagram for the month is a big one for me. And that means like fully just turning it, like getting it off. I have Facebook off my phone. I don't have Twitter slash X mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I haven't for a while. This is a bit more of a cerebral intention, but I, in taking Instagram off my phone for a month, I am not going to be sharing some like very fun things that I'm doing. Mm. And I'm just kind of pondering, like, what does it mean not to always be sharing? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't always need to share it. Doesn't always have to be shared. Why do I feel like everything has to be shared? Why? Why? Yeah. So. I'm just circling that drain right now of like, yep. well, I'm going to do this thing and I'm not going to share it on Instagram and it's still going to be fun and important and have value. Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Friendly reminder that this show, Forever 35, is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer. It is produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager. Our network partner is ACAST. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>